This is the Blaze Radio On Demand. Individuals and businesses with tax problems, listen carefully. If you owe over $10,000 in back taxes or have unfiled tax returns, we can help you take back control. The IRS is the largest and most aggressive collection agency in the world, and they can seize your bank account, garnish your paycheck, close your business, and file criminal charges. Take control of your tax problems now by calling the experts at Tax Mediation Services at 800-600-1645. That's 800-600-1645. 800-600-1645. Spreading freedom across the nation. This is the Buck Sexton Show. Team Buck, welcome to uh, hour three in the Freedom Hut. I was out this weekend with my brothers and some friends, some of uh, my my good buddies, including Kamal Ravikant, who we had on the show uh, last week to talk about his book, and uh, uh, and Brandon Webb. Uh, who many of you know is a former Navy SEAL. Um, I should say Kamal actually was supposed to hang out with us, but Kamal is sometimes uh, elusive. So I just realized he he actually bailed on, he bailed on lunch. But we saw uh, Brandon and I saw my brothers and another buddy of mine from from high school. So I was out with a bunch of the dudes for for lunch on Saturday. I don't call it brunch because it's men lunch. And we were walking around, we're walking around the city. I'm sure enough, we saw all of these young women walking around with these signs because there was a a march in many cities across the country coinciding with this, what is it, the Women's March on D.C. So there were other marches. Yeah, the Chicago's, the Chicago Women's March became too big for an actual march I see here on the New York Post. Thousands of people in New York City, not far from where I had lunch, uh, thousands of them walked in the streets of the city with signs that were, uh, some of them were very crass. And I, I want to get into that aspect of all of this, too, that th- it's clear that the progressive left seeks a an anti-feminization of women, meaning that women should speak in a in a an aggressive, abrasive, foul-mouthed manner. They should have signs that are, uh, yeah, I'll say it, unladylike. And I'm not somebody who doesn't think that women are allowed to curse or belong in the kitchen or any of that old school sexist stuff. But I, I do think that there are time and place uh, restrictions that we should all put on ourselves for certain things. And and it's it is there is something there is be a man is a thing and something or acting in a way that is ladylike or not is also a thing still, despite what the left may say, despite all of their efforts to erase the distinctions and really to say that gender is a psychological construct which is just a form of of crazy it really is gender is a psychological we'll hopefully have a guest on soon who can address this issue um address it from the perspective of medical expertise i'm working on that team but when we look at this now we see this march uh, you have all the stuff about love conquering all side by side with grabber, you know, you, you know, blank grabs back a reference to the grabber by the blank with the Donald Trump stuff in the in the past. All these very crass signs. And what I'm seeing now, and this was my impression of it from over the weekend, 
is that the eight years of Obamaism is now a, a progressive drug that has been infused into the minds of many on the left. I, I do think this is beyond a normal political shift. I do think this is something we have not seen. This is the counteraction or the equal and opposite reaction, if you will, to a Obama presidency for those who take a more emotional position on their politics and on the way that they see them and what they support and how it what what it says about them, because that's really the uh, the underpinning underlying most important aspect of all of this. Right. What, what does it say about them? And. What we see here is the reaction, the equal and opposite reaction uh, to and I, I don't mean equal as in it's the same, but it, there's the, the same love that they had for Obama has now turned into hatred of Trump. And the pendulum has swung all the way to the other side, but they have been infused with this drug and it's like it's in their mind. And it, I don't know if it will ever it will be detoxed, but we're seeing the initial withdrawal symptoms from Obama. That's what this is. This was like a national level leftist withdrawal symptom. And those who have been around somebody who's in withdrawal or somebody who's whether they're trying to kick cigarettes or coffee or something much more serious, it can be ugly. It can be nasty. And I think at some level that explains some of the nastiness that we're seeing here because it is just irrational. It is just irrational. This is beyond a political dispute. This is people who are hysterical, not in the ha-ha, but in the, oh, my God, oh, my gosh, oh, my gosh, oh, my gosh, that way. And they don't need to be. If Donald Trump does the horrible things that they think he's going to do, Republicans would join with them and, impe and remove him from office and impeach him. That would happen. Donald Trump doesn't have some mind control over every Republican in Congress. He doesn't have some mind control over the 60 million people who voted for him. They expect him to do certain things. If he doesn't do those things, if he does other things that are that are terrible, well, then we'll, we'll hold him accountable. His power is not endless. As much as people start to feel like the presidency is boundless, it is not. Now, I think part of the problem is that they're really worried he's just going to do what he said he was going to do and that they find that so objectionable is a whole other ball of wax. That building a wall on our southern border where we already have many walled sections and Congress has voted many times to build a wall, that that is cause for complete freakout and all of this paranoia and all this gnashing of teeth. That's disconcerting, to say the least. But they have they have lost it. They have absolutely lost it when it comes to how they uh, how they are. Um, approaching this issue they're not being rational and normal and a perfect example of this and it was a who's who of the hollywood celebrities and it's troubling you got scarlett johansson with short hair not a fan of the short hair on scarlett uh scarlett johansson there john legend who fancies himself very political i've never i cannot think of a john legend song off the top of my head but he is well known um and you had uh, Chelsea Handler and Charlize Theron, all these women at this at this women's march. And what they're marching for, no one's really clear on. Pro-life women need not apply. But other than that, men who think they're women, more than welcome. And what they're marching for is really just opposition to Trump with a whole bunch of different flavors. Julia Roberts was there. I'm looking through the photos right now. Amy Schumer was there. Uh, Emma Watson was there. 
Rosie Perez was. I mean, we got Yoko Ono. What a, uh, what a, yeah, that's a discussion. Of course, Michael Moore's there and Cher. Uh, so we've got a lot of them. But you got to give the award for, wow, you are a moron. And that's saying a lot with the enormous numbers of gathered, screaming, shrieking leftists. It's saying a lot. Um, but the award for the dumbest, most over the top, and I cannot believe you said that in public award, that has to go to Madonna, uh, whom anyone who takes political advice, analysis, or thoughts from Madonna, just I hope they don't vote, and, and I hope that they find something else to do with their time because they're really endangering all of us with their stupidity. Madonna got up on, on tape and had this to share at the Women's March over the weekend in D.C. Please play it. I'm angry. Yes, I am outraged. Yes, I have thought an awful lot about blowing up the White House. But I know that this won't change anything. We cannot fall into despair. As the poet W.H. Auden once wrote on the eve of World War II, we must love one another or die. I have to say, of all the crazy things that Madonna has said i mean i've often thought about blowing up the white house is the i mean it's this is a quote that she says just so we're all clear. this is what she said on on tape okay i'm uh, be clear. quoting madonna here um what a looney tunes thing to say i, I don't know and people are going to say this probably oh well she needs a a visit from the secret service and she needs to you know, she needs to answer for that. I don't think anyone really thinks Madonna is considering any violent action, but nonetheless, it just shows you how irresponsible uh, and dumb the rhetoric is from the left on so many of these things. Uh, but this is the level they've gone to, where she's saying stuff where she could get a visit from the Secret Service for that. I, I don't think that would be too strange. I th I'm pretty sure an MMA fighter under the Obama administration said he wished Obama would get in the ring, and he got a visit from the Secret Service. I don't think anybody really thought that he thought Obama was going to get into the ring with him. It wasn't really a threat on the president's part. But they, they, he got a visit from the Secret Service. Oh, yeah. Oh, he did. And I got to think Obama, I mean, not Obama, Madonna, not Obama, Madonna kind of lining herself up for something along those lines too here that anybody would cheer this on or think this is okay I mean, these are people who are so lucky to have had in many cases the jobs and careers that they've had they're so wealthy i've had tremendous success in our capitalist society and they have in the case of someone like madonna also made a lot of personal sacrifices along the way been more morally pliable than perhaps many of us would like to see but nonetheless and now they turn around and want to lecture us all on how donald trump is the long dark night of fascism in this country is all over donald trump who 
on so many levels shouldn't be terrifying to the left at all. A guy is from New York City. He is not morally a he's not a, a traditional moral conservative. He's been married three times. He and I don't I'm not that's I don't say that as a put down. I'm just saying that he's not the 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 Bible thumping tent preacher that the New York Times has been terrified is going to lead the country into some sort of anti-progressive pogrom for they've been ginning up fears about that for a long time he's from new york city guy's really rich hangs out a lot of rich friends had the clintons at his last wedding what do they really think is going to happen here a lot of conservatives know that what he says is for theater and he's trying it's messaging and they don't expect him to follow through on all but they expect him maybe follow through on some of it but uh, what's the big fear? What's the thing that's going to happen? Why are they all so deeply concerned about this? And I just have to say that it's gone to a place now where I can't really understand why they don't see themselves as insane. There are some objections that I can sit on and listen to, and I would think to myself, okay, well, this makes I get it. They they're worried about they're worried about funding for this, or they think that that's going to happen, or they. But when you get Madonna, first of all, why is who is giving Madonna a platform? Is it really that? Is the left so dependent on both identity politics and airhead celebrity culture that this is what they put forward? Does anybody with a three-digit IQ forget that? Does anybody with an IQ at all, which I guess would be any sentient being, but you know what I'm saying? think that they should take political thoughts, wisdom, advice from Madonna? They think that that would be the way to go? I just sit here and think to myself, this is not somebody who has really advanced women's rights in any meaningful way. We could talk about that another time. She also can't seem to deal with the fact that there is aging gracefully and then there's doing what Madonna's doing, which is just unseemly it is it is uncomfortable to be around even as a person who's just viewing the video clips of it after the fact when she's done these public performances and she's going to tell us all that we need to be so scared all these other celebrities that are gathering together and not a single one of them not a single one of them seems willing to tell everybody you know what it's all going to be okay you have ashley judd uh, was it Ashley Judd? Yes, Ashley Judd read from a poem that was a celebration of, quote, nasty women. And this is what she said. I'm a nasty woman. I'm not as nasty as a man who looks like he bathes in Cheeto dust. I'm not as nasty as your own daughter being your favorite sex symbol, your, I'll say, sex dreams infused with your own genes, referring to Ivanka. That's the first daughter. What would the media have done? If Ashley Judd or any celebrity had gone after Obama's daughters in that way publicly, never she would never work again. She would never get a job in media, in Hollywood again, period. But you can say whatever you want, as disgusting as you want. This is forcing people like me who were open-minded to Trump. I'm going to tell you this just so we all were all clear. I see this stuff and I'm like, you know what? I'm getting into the Trump bunker, too. I'm ready to I'm ready to go. Let's let's rock and roll. Who who wants to bring it? Because they're just not playing. They're not even letting anything play out. They're trying to stop this thing. They're trying to strangle the administration in the crib. 
All right, team, we'll hit a break. We'll be right back. Buck Sexton, the Blaze Radio Network. Individuals and businesses with tax problems, listen carefully. If you owe over $10,000 in back taxes or have unfiled tax returns, we can help you take back control. The IRS is the largest and most aggressive collection agency in the world, and they can seize your bank account, garnish your paycheck, close your business, and file criminal charges. Take control of your tax problems now by calling the experts at Tax Mediation Services at 800-600-1645. That's 800-600-1645. 800-600-1645. Buck Sexton, only on the Blaze Radio Network. It gets even worse than that Ashley Judd thing I read to you, which is really hard to believe. But you had a writer from SNL taken to Twitter, and you're going to see more of this. People are putting their careers in jeopardy because they're this, this Trump freakout syndrome that they have is overtaking their better judgment. Um, but you have Saturday Night Live writer Katie Rich who tweeted out about Donald Trump's 10-year-old son. The kid is 10. He's, he is uh, like a baby. I mean, only 10 is not a baby, but he's really little. I don't even remember anything from when I was 10. And he's just being brought into this because this is his family. You know, this is I want to bring this up because people say, oh, Sasha and Malia were so young when they okay, but nobody uh, nobody would have been in any way, shape or form. Okay, with saying horrific things about Sasha or Malia as they shouldn't have been. That's just grotesque. It's wrong. I would never criticize the president's daughters. They're not a part of this. And to do so would also just be it'd be jerkish. And that was enforced for the media. But, of course, that was also enforced about Obama and about Mrs. Obama. And, you know, you couldn't criticize anybody for the Obamas. And the, the phalanx of media would come after you. But what we see here with Baron Trump, and then, I, I'm, I'm telling you, I don't want it to be this way, but I feel myself drawn more and more into, you know, the phalanx with Trump. Just being like, all right, if this is the way it's going to be, if it's going to be a constant all-out assault where the facts don't matter, where there's no decency, where there's no honesty, it's just all an effort by the rest of the power apparatus to destroy Trump and his family, I'm going to go shoulder-to-shoulder, shields high with Trump. That's how it's starting to feel. And this is just a response to what I see happening. This SNL writer who's got a following and writes for SNL, national TV, you know, nationally televised show, very well known, tweeted out that, quote, Barron will be this country's first homeschool shooter. The kid's 10 years old. First, this is on so many levels a problem. School shootings, not funny. And bringing a 10-year-old into a political fight this way is completely classless and referencing this school referencing a school shooting a homeschool shooting in the context of the white house is also starting to get into that is that is that a threat this woman of course deleted the tweet and now probably realizes that what she did is, is is inexcusable in every way 
and it's it's completely inconceivable that any rational adult would be okay with any of this. And yet here we are. Here we are. I'm finding myself increasingly in uh, enraged with the way the left is treating the Trump administration and want to be a part of pushing back against it. And that can get sloppy because I want to hold them accountable on things and I'm going to try. But I also can't sit idly by and let the messaging get through that anything they want to say about Trump, his wife, his kids, it's all okay. It's not okay. And the media has disgraced itself and it should never get back. It should never get back the journalistic integrity that it thinks that it may have lost over the election. It never had it in the first place. All right, team, we've got more coming uh, back right after this break. This is the Buck Sexton Show. The Blaze Radio Network. Sexton Show. Speak your mind. 888-900-3393. False equivalency is one of the left's favorite games. And when you have a situation where they really can't play it because it's so obviously untrue, uh, they then just want to move on to another subject. But they'll do the false equivalency thing for as long as they can get away with it. And an excellent example of this at work is the way that they were talking about protests. Oh, Protest is all about free expression, the First Amendment, and opposition to Trump is part of the First Amendment. It's all about America, man. It's fine, right? Yeah. And then, of course, we saw on Friday and over the weekend protests where you had uh, people that were injured. You had a limousine lit on fire by these protesters. I think it was on K Street in downtown D.C., right near where I used to live. Uh, President Donald Trump's inauguration day, according to NBC News, was marred by noisy demonstrations, shoving matches and sporadic clashes with cops that resulted in more than 200 arrests. Uh, D.C. is not that big a place, and there are a lot of cops in D.C. too. And this just got it just got out of hand. Uh, They had six police officers were injured when protesters flung bricks, trash cans and other objects and ignited small fires. They lit trash cans on fire. I, I can't help but notice that you have people with their faces covered, all dressed in black, moving with paramilitary precision as a group, throwing rocks at police and threatening passersby, claiming that the real threat is Donald Trump who has done nothing, nothing to any of these people, hasn't even done anything that they could claim infringes on their rights, or he wasn't even president yet, or he'd been president for maybe a couple of hours when this happened. But there's no false equivalent. I mean, there's no equivalency here. It is completely false. It is false to pretend that anti people say, oh, the Republicans were all lined up against Obama. Yeah, using the political process... They opposed his agenda. They weren't throwing bricks at cops. See, the the left really embraces, and there are some, uh, there's other conservatives who have done deep dive research on this, particularly in the form of books, but they do embrace the mentality of the mob. They do embrace a lawlessness when it comes to their 
goals of a progressive achieving a progressive utopia. It really all comes from an emotionalizing of politics that there is a there is a direct connection between where you stand on policy positions and your worth as a human being. And if you take certain policy positions, you are a better human being than the other people who don't. And you don't have to listen to them and you don't have to respect them. One of the really agitating, really annoying ironies of the lat, uh, latter stages of the election cycle was hearing all this pretense of, oh, Trump doesn't have respect for the institution, doesn't have respect for the institution. What about these people? I don't have respect for the institutions. And I also really don't want to hear about how, oh, it's only a few hundred or maybe a few thousand that are acting out in this way. Did the, did the Tea Party ever act out in this way? Somebody just do a Google search for me or look on YouTube. Find me Tea Party rallies where there were Tea Partiers throwing rocks at cops' faces and lighting limousines on fire. How many people were at those Tea Party rallies? When are we allowed to say that there's something rotten in the ideology that spawns some of these events and stop making excuses for it all the time? Well, the left makes excuses for it. We try to hold them accountable. When are we allowed to point out the obvious here? And the obvious is that the left, as I was saying before, is in a withdrawal from Obama, and it's causing symptoms, and they're acting out on these symptoms. And that means rocks are thrown, trash cans are lit on fire, destruction of property, Starbucks windows get smashed. They've done this before, but there is much more of a support for this. There is much more acceptance of it, I think, in leftist circles because of Donald Trump's presidency. And it's just wrong. It is just deeply and truly wrong that this is happening. And there should be a sense of embarrassment from the left. But no, instead, they will trot out there that, you know, there's no, no big problem here. It's all fine. They'll defend this or they'll say that it's not representative, just like they do with Black Lives Matter. Is Black Lives Matter a toxic ideology that increases racial division and refuses to address the actual problems of criminality in predominantly black communities in these countries uh, in this country? Yes. Are we allowed to say that? No. We're supposed to say that those who act out and even kill cops in that context or just say horrible things about police and exacerbate police community relations. They're not representative. There's some other good group of people that's fine that doesn't like any of that stuff. First of all, a lot of the people that don't throw rocks at the cops but just march like the people that throw the rocks. I know because it was the same thing with Occupy Wall Street. There was a reverence on the street when, when OWS was out there, when Occupy Wall Street was a thing here in New York City and in cities across the country for those who would run into police lines, throw things at cops, tackle police, get tackled by police do things that would force the cops to use pepper spray. There was a reverence for that. They, the, they were the vanguard. They were the tip of the progressive spear. And what we see now, we've got Madonna saying that she has thought a lot about blowing up the White House, just a completely irresponsible and crazy thing to say. All these other celebrities, Ashley Judd saying the president has sex dreams about his own daughter. This is the new, this is the president of the United States. A writer for the most famous sketch comedy show in the country sharing publicly in her official Twitter account that she thinks that Trump's 10 year old son is going to be a homeschool shooter. I assume he means she meant inside the White House. These people were all they will all still have jobs. They, they will all still continue to work. There will be no real consequences for this. 
that's one of the most enraging parts of all of what's happening in this country right now. We're looking at the political discussion on the right. You are held because you because you aspire to standards. You are held to an unreasonable standard because you believe in dignity and truth and right and wrong. Any mistake you make or anything you say that maybe goes over the line or it doesn't even just the left pretends that it does is grounds for drummed out of office, kicked out of the public square, fired from your job, no longer working. And they always say it's because you know there's hypocrisy. If it's a real failing on the right, it's hypocrisy because we at least try to adhere to principles and standards and morality and good conduct. But when you apply the politically correct standard to it, well, now it's just a moving target. And now it's just when can they get you? Did you do anything wrong? No, but can they get you? Because they will. And we have to live with that all the time. I've been talking to friends recently. I talked to a progressive friend of mine, a real progressive, who works in media. We were just chatting recently. I've, I've got a few of them who are really far left radical types but we get along and in person i'm amusing so it's fine and senator you know i i don't i don't understand why these people on the left don't see themselves as being the totalitarians i don't understand how they can go about their day-to-day lives and not realize that they're the problem because they're so sure of their righteousness that they're willing to do real harm to other people's lives. And there's this very radioactive, destructive, corrosive mentality that has overtaken so much of the left that they, they need scalps. They need to pile up some bodies, so to speak, just so to speak for now, on our side to make examples of people. And so we have to live by this ever-evolving standard because they're the ones, like I said, they're the ones that go and complain to the teacher. You know, they're actually the teacher's pet. And the, the teacher, in this case, is the government, is the media. You know, they always want to go and use the lovers of power to punish people that they don't like. And they won't allow us to just live our lives and go about our day-to-day in peace. Conservatives in the media, in particular, held a completely different standard. I mean, there are people on the left that are immediate. I'm just like this, you know, the things they get away with in terms of the way they treat their significant other, their wives, their, uh, you know, they got tax problems, they got ethical problems, plagiarism problems, you know, it doesn't, anything, you know, they say something really stupid. Unless they say something deeply racist, deeply anti-Semitic, and, or, or, or anti-gay, they can, they can get away. And when I mean racist, I mean anti-black. But unless they cross one of those lines on the left, they can pretty much get away with anything. Those are the only red lines on the left in media. You say something deeply anti-Semitic, deeply anti... I'm just basing it on cases that I've seen, right? People, when they've actually lost their jobs or there have been consequences for what they've said, it's usually in one of those places. If if you say something that is anti-gay, anti-black, or anti-Semitic, you are probably donezo. But other than that, there is nothing you can say, and there's no level of comportment. There's no base, uh, morally decrepit position you can forward about the other side that will get you in trouble. Maybe they'll make some show of, hey, 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 that was a little too far. Maybe they'll agree for a day or two that mockery of Trump's 10-year-old son is crossing the line. 
but they'll switch back. They'll bring them back into the fold after they've given them a timeout. Completely different on the right. Completely different rules of the road. I've, I've talked to friends of mine about how it would just be so much easier, especially in my business, to just to just give in. Just be one of these whiny, beta male progressives. Oh, I just care so much about people, and I like to play the, the gotcha game of, oh, you said something, you used the wrong pronoun for somebody, you're a bad person, all that stuff. And so many places that have tremendous amounts of money, and they have all these billionaire backers and they're writing checks to keep these media companies afloat and they get to go to all the fancy parties and they get to hang out with the Hollywood starlets and celebrities and but I just can't do it it would be so much easier I just can't do it I I despise I don't despise people that I don't know I really try to make a point of making sure that I separate that on my head I I, I don't hate people I don't know I mean yeah okay maybe I hated Saddam Hussein or something but I but I can hate ideologies, and I really hate the ideology of the left. I, I have a, a revulsion to it because I see it as inconsistent and unfeeling and destructive and really just a, a form of exploiting human vanity. That's the prime motivator on the left. This gives you the right to say whatever you want about people, and you get to think you're some sort of hero and some sort of cultural and social revolutionary and you get to be surrounded by people who are telling you that and clapping for you and you have the pretense of bravery without the risks that bravery actual bravery necessitates and it was just a it was just a bacchanal of leftist bs over the weekend it really was and they should be ashamed they're not do you think that cnn by the way you think that msnbc you think that these outlets new york times Washington post do they cover this with any disdain? I mean, compare the way that they write about these protests with the way that they write about, say, Rick Perry becoming Department of Energy Secretary or Energy Secretary. Just look at the writing. Just in one case, just dripping with the most utter contempt. And writing about these protests, yeah, there were some arrests and things happened. It was a big march, though. A lot of people were just trying to express themselves. Let's move on. I want to move on. I don't want to move on. A lot of this is a legacy of Obamaism. I think that's important to establish as well. A lot of this is the Obama administration uh, pandered to these people, uh, was absolutely open to all of their childishness and really brought it out of them and made them think that they're so right and everyone else is so wrong, made them think that they're special and different and better and that there were no rules for them. That they could get away with saying anything that they wanted. And, and it has been true for eight years. With Trump, I, I have to say that the more that he antagonizes the media, the better I think it is. I want him to. I, I don't I don't care this whole thing. Oh, people would journalists speak to the power. They're gonna they're gonna tell you everything Trump does wrong, you can guarantee that. And we're all gonna know about it. But they're gonna do more than that. And I just feel like it's good that they're put on notice. I'm sick of it. My my entire life that I can remember, I've been reading newspaper articles and watching new shows on TV and watching public commentary and watching the direction of the culture and thinking to myself, who are these uh, these little quizlings, these cowards who constantly find targets that can't fight back to destroy, to make an example to the others, and who band together and think themselves 
courageous for doing the easy thing, the cowardly thing, and just want to constantly tell all the rest of us what we can do, how we can do it, where we should go, who we should see, everything. Have What it really comes down to is they have an allergy to liberty. They find real, true liberty to bring about some form of psychological anaphylactic shock. They just can't deal with it. And so they constant, they're, they're always finding ways to try and destroy it. It's just the way that they are. It's the scorpion and the frog, and they're stinging everybody. All right, team, we're hit a break here. We'll be right back. Buck Sexton, the Blaze Radio Network. Sexton. Our team, please do uh, download today's podcast when you get a chance. Uh, SoundCloud.com is a good place to go. Also, iTunes. uh, You can just subscribe. Please subscribe. That's my favorite. If you haven't subscribed, you're listening to the show, please click subscribe on whichever platform you use to listen to the show. Uh, If you're a podcast downloader, please do subscribe and uh, spread it to a friend or two. Uh, I will be in tomorrow. I'm in for Rush on Wednesday, but every other day this week here in the Freedom Hub with you all. As always, my dearest friends, Shield Talk. The Buck Sexton Show. Only on the Blaze Radio Network.